The material shared within this podcast is based on the personal experiences and learnings of the presenter. Coloplast has paid the presenter for sharing this information. Nothing within this podcast is intended to be used as medical advice and or used to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Coloplast Professional Bowel and Bladder Matters Podcast, where we explore various important topics related to ostomies and continence. I am your host, Victoria Seals. I lead the Coloplast Clinical Education Team for North America. My background is in nursing, training, and education. Today's podcast guest is Todd Kemery. Todd is a veteran who currently serves as president at Paralyzed Veterans of America, the Minnesota chapter. Todd served in the Marines in the late 70s through the early 80s. Todd has a spinal cord injury that changed the trajectory of his life as a veteran, and he will share his experiences and insight with us. Todd, could you tell me a little bit about the impact your spinal cord injury has had on your bowel care? Yes. So my injury was August of 1982. Mm -hmm. And that part of rehab, bowel care was something that was, as a quadriplegic, bowel care was done by somebody else. So that was the first impact that I had was that I wasn't in control and somebody else had to help me take care of my bowel and bladder program. You were, you were in 82, were you still in the service at that point? I was still in the Marine Corps. Uh, my level of injury is a C5, C6. I'm incomplete. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doctors explained it to me that I bruised one half of my spinal cord. Wow. So it wasn't cut mm-hmm. and it wasn't crushed but they use the example of a bruise on your arm or your leg. There's a bruise on my spinal cord. Okay, that makes sense. And, and I, I'm not familiar, what, what, what was the accident? I got rolled in the surf in uh, California. Oh, so you were having a good time. I was on, <laughs> I was on Liberty, Okay. as we call it. Actually, there's a little bit more to that, but uh, uh, I had been given the afternoon off, and so I took a couple of friends and I, we went down to Newport Beach, California. Mm-hmm. I was stationed in Orange County. Tustin was the helicopter base that I was stationed at. Um, and I went down and we played in the ocean at Newport Beach, 17th Street. Still remember it like it was yesterday. But I went into the water one last time to rinse off before it was time to head back to my apartment. And I got carried up into a breaking wave and my body position was such that it was upside down or inverted and I landed with the weight of the water pushing down on me on the back of my neck and that was the start of the, uh, my injury. Wow. I think so many times when, and I probably made the assumption in my mind too, I thought veteran, you probably had this injury in war. Fortunately, I didn't have to see combat at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are much more, you know, I was fortunate that way. I didn't have to uh, suffer through any sort of uh, combat-related injuries or, or any of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would be a whole different outcome mentally if, if that was the case. But this was just something that was a freak accident. Just dumb luck. And, uh, and I'm, you know, I've always said this, if the accident had to happen, I'm glad it happened when it did. 
the Veterans Administration and the Marine Corps have been very good to me. So you mentioned, you know, back in 82, the big difference was someone else was managing your bowel care. What were some of the treatment options that, you know, that you were first either given or found or what, what did that journey look like for you? So the first goals were, was to get your, since my body was now operating off the autonomic nervous system, uh, the job was to get my body to start recognizing that it needed to start up bowel and bladder. Uh, you can't just, the body is magnificent that way that it will compensate. So doing something on a regular basis. So for me, it was every other day I would, I would have the bowel care done for me. And then for as far as the bladder, which is probably not why I'm here. That's okay. But they are tied together. Mm -hmm. uh, then, then I would have that done on a regular basis, uh, like a schedule. Okay. Eventually over time, because uh, I was incomplete, I started to get returned. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that came back fairly quickly was sensation. Oh. So I can tell when I'm full. Mm-hmm. And it gives me, now I, I have upwards of 30, 40 minutes before something bad happens. You see of the warning. So I have a window of opportunity to find something quickly mm -hmm. before I get pookie pants. It's always good to have a warning when that's going to happen. Yes. Uh, there, are, there are other spinal cord injury out there that, that don't have that benefit. And, and it can be very, they have to... Um, to focus on managing and scheduling yourself so that your body uh, does those uh, natural things uh, consistently. Mm -hmm. So I've been able to, I don't have to concentrate as much because like I said, I have sensation. Oh, that's great. So you, you had mentioned the urology portion was daily. I'm assuming was that cathing of some sort? So when I first started out, I wore a, what they called a Texas back then. Okay. And uh, basically, it's a condom calf. Mm -hmm. And my bladder would kick off any time there was food in it. Mm -hmm. Over time, the residual got to the point where I would kick off, but there would still be upwards of 500, 700 cc's. Oh, and wow. I had no idea. So one, somebody in one of my spinal cord injury caregivers said, well, let's, let's see what's going on. Mm -hmm. And it turned out that, oh my goodness, you're not, you're not avoiding yourself completely. Mm -hmm. Now it's time for you to start, we need to start having you do your external catheter yourself. Okay. So I had to learn how to do that. And, and quite frankly, um, you know, I knew it as with a leg bag and a condom calf and this whole process. And that was just the way it is. But how, when I started to do my own calfing and learning how to, to avoid myself, with, a, with an external catheter, um, it became liberating. I didn't have that stupid leg bag that was sloshing <laughs> around whenever I had that spasm, or I didn't have a blowout because the, the backflow. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was, I mean, even now to this day, I, the fuller my bladder gets, the tighter that little sphincter muscle is. Mm -hmm. So it, I have to calf myself otherwise. Yep. So I, I, I have to pay attention to what my sensations are, but I have, I'm, my pants are dry. I don't have that problem. What's cool is you use the word liberating because I think a lot of times we talk to people about cathing. They don't want to do it. They're yeah, afraid. That was a, 
I was scared of that. I was so yeah. happy that I was going to be, you know, hey, my bladder at least is emptying by itself. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until the complications later over time. Yeah. But but I, I was afraid of having, you know, especially with a quad, what am I going to do? Like two club hands and my teeth? How's that going to work? Well, I'm sure you figured it out. I did. You did figure it out. So part of the return that I got over time, and by the time I needed to learn how to use an external cap, I had a pinch. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that that goes a long way of helping do a lot of things. Yeah. So back in '82, when you were doing bowel care every other day, what 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 was the ther the treatment, the therapy? What, what were you guys? What were you using back then? So the goal was, and it took me six months to accomplish what the what the spinal cord injury team wanted me to do was to be fully independent as much as possible. That included doing my own bowel and bladder care. Now, the, the bladder part was, you know, the common cap. Mm -hmm. uh, the bowel care was learning and trying to, this is what they put me on. Back then, it was one Biscadel and two glycerin suppositories. Oh. And I would sit on the toilet waiting for that to start. I didn't have a finger back then that I could <laughs> digitally stimulate Things got better, but that yeah. was how it started out. And in fact, they had a cuff that they gave me to use because I couldn't straighten my finger out. What do you mean by a cuff? Describe well, this goes way back to the torture years. <laughs> okay, well, it, it tell looked me. like a metal band that had it was uh, stainless steel. Okay. And you put your hand in that, and at at the top end, it looked like an extra long suppository. And I was supposed oh. to reach underneath. Use that thing to swirl around, and that would help evacuate. How effective was that? I had. It's, I it sounds horrible. I'll be honest. That I does not I, sound I, good. I tried to use it once, and I couldn't make it work because you have. There's no way to tell what. No, what you just described to me, I'm visually seeing like chains on a wall and like a metal bracelet oh, thing. What? <laughs> Which I don't know if that's what it's supposed to look like, but that's. I That's think my when, mom still has that. She does not. She's a nurse, by the way. So, that, so that she's was, got a good, yeah, a good yeah. sense it was of like, humor. Even she was amazed at But that was the tool I was given so I could be independent at my bowel care program. Wow. Over time, I got strength back, you know. And yeah, I, yeah. And so I did away completely with the, uh, because it's not good for you. you no, no. You can't use suppositories. So... He started with suppositories, and it sounds like a torture device. Um, how effective was that? Even back then, uh, I would be sitting for at least two hours. Two hours? Yeah. Every other day? Every other day. Sometimes every two days. Wow. Because you get on there, and there wasn't anything coming out, so I was like, well, I'm not going to sit around here. i got things to do. Yeah, you're busy. You're, you were young. Right. Are young. And I had sensation to rely on. So. Yeah. So how has your your bowel care process evolved over the years? So this leads me to uh, the peristine part. Uh, once Coloplast came up with this new program, I was approached by my caregivers at the VA there in Minneapolis. They had spinal cord injury team. And they, they thought I would be a good candidate. Mm -hmm to give it a try because at that point in time, and this is at least 10, 15 years later, my bowel care program was 
uh, at least four hours. So, so you actually, when you started, it was two, and then it was four. And it went to four. So um, your time actually got longer. Yes. What so you part think of that was that? medication. Okay. Uh, a chronic constipation. Mm -hmm. And so when that happens, uh, things just are very slow. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but that was part of, and, and hemorrhoids was a byproduct of that. And so it's the gift that keeps giving is what you're telling me. Right. And I had already had two hemorrhoidectomies. Oh. And so my caregivers were, okay, let's see what we can do with this new product from Coloplast. And that came out, what, like three years ago, three or four years ago? Oh, gosh, what year did Peristine come out? At least for the VA. So, yeah, I mean, so it's been out for a while, and I, you know, I think, like anything in the States. It, it trickled down. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, so I was, I went through the little classroom, and they had, uh, they admitted me to the SCI center. So that it was going to be like two nights. So you had to go to and spend the night? Two nights. Two, oh, not just one. Okay, two. The first night was they, they helped, you know, the, the, there was classes involved. Mm -hmm. So the training. Uh, and so the training was they helped do it for me with the equipment. Okay. And then the second night I was to do it without any assistance. Of course, there was a call button there in case something happened. Well, you were admitted, so. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so that that was that was phase one. So, two day stay, SCI. They did it the first time. You did it the second. What were your first impressions of of the system and transanal irrigation? How quickly the uh, how quickly that that whole bowel program. Um, it wasn't four hours anymore. How long was it? Ballpark. I, I want to say I got it down to like maybe an hour and a half for that first couple of times. Mm -hmm. So the story gets best. Okay. <laughs> um, besides time, which it sounds like that was an improvement. Oh, I was happy. You were happy? What else? Did anything else change? So I had to get confident with the results. Mm -hmm. So I would sit at the, you know, after about an hour and a half, there was just nothing going on. It's like, well, it's okay. I can now transfer back into my wheelchair, you know, take my shower, get cleaned up, whatever, and get dressed yeah. and keep going. Well, it, it progressed on to, I had to get used to the, it was like a learning curve. I had to get used to and confident with the results because I hesitated on getting off any sooner because I didn't want to have to have an accident and then have to, you know, just go through that whole humiliation of doing that. And I, and not, not that I was afraid of people's reaction. It was humiliating for me. It's yeah. just a reminder of how much I'm not in control. Well, and I suppose you were, you were used to a bowel care regimen that took hours. So an hour and a half, nothing happened. That wouldn't be atypical from what you were doing before. So after about three months, give or take a week or two, I got to the point where I could get, I, I could rely on my results and be off the toilet from start to finish in 40 minutes. Wow, that's a big deal. It is a big deal. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, I've been advocating for 
you know, my fellow quads, whoever I run into, and they're, you know, everybody's got their own little story and problems. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, give this a try. You know, even for my non-veteran friends, mm -hmm. uh, now I, I, you know, I played, uh, I was an at wheelchair athlete for 23 years. I played rugby in the wintertime. And I still do play softball in the summertime. Uh, but the non-veterans, we would have conversations as wheelchairs get together, we compare notes. <laughs> and, uh, and I would advocate for, and I begin to understand the difference between the care I was getting at the VA and what somebody has to, uh, does as a non-veteran having to deal with the insurance company. Yeah. What a difference night and day was, I just, so if one was getting them to, you know, you need to make sure that that bean counter understands that this is a life changing and it needs to be, you need to have it. Yeah. In the long run, you're saving money with, you know, not having to stay in the hospital for impaction or whatever could happen. Uh, at any rate, I, that, that's part of what I do is to advocate for that. No, and that's, I mean, that's great to hear because, you know, so many times I feel like people accept that current or the, the initial treatment, right? Because that's all they know. Right. And sometimes they don't look further. No, not everybody has the benefit of having mm -hmm. a, a group of wheelchairs around to bounce ideas off of. Well, and you guys are always looking for new solutions. Right. Right? You always want something. Men, men England. Yeah. What do you think, in closing, what do you think is important or, or the most important thing for people trying to establish a bowel care program, whether it's peristine, whatever it might be, what do you think is the biggest thing that you would, your nugget per se? Uh, you know, other than what I was taught in rehab and what I've learned over time, I mean, it's a necessary evil. You got to, you got to, you, know, you have to do it. Uh, if you don't, then you're going to have chronic constipation. Your diet is involved with that. Mm -hmm. Even if you have, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of times we have medications that we take, and that dries your whole system out. Yeah. And so you have to you have to learn how to manage all that. And, and I hope I'm getting to that, well, I'm probably getting to the point is this: is that each individual has their own program that they develop and that they get comfortable with. Uh, Paristine is just one tool in the toolbox that mm -hmm. helps with. Uh, condensing the time involved with that sort of mm -hmm. bowel care program. So. Yeah. Well, no, and if I had to summarize kind of what I heard you say is that um, everyone's got their own bowel care program, right? Sure. And it's different, right? So, like... You know, morning time, mm -hmm. nighttime, in the afternoon, yeah. whatever. What success looks like for you might be totally different than someone else, so... Well, thank you so much for sharing your insight. I appreciate your time. Sure. And look forward to more discussions. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Bowel and Bladder Matters podcast, part of Coloplast Professional, where we believe clinician education related to ostomies and continence matters. For more educational resources from Coloplast, visit us at coloplast.us slash professional.